work, I began to muse a little bit about a lot of the things that I had seen, and I decided that I wanted to do nothing more with my life than to study the civilizations of Asia. So I went back to Oxford and began to study Sanskrit, the language of India, and followed my nose and eventually ended up at Harvard studying comparative religion and Buddhism. One thing led to another, and I found myself swimming happily through the philosophical traditions of Indian, the Indian Buddhist community, and also the philosophical traditions of Tibet. And Buddhism has become really an endless source of fascination, I would have to say, for me. And I'm looking forward very much to having a chance to share that fascination with you in this course. In this introductory lecture, I'd like to give you a brief overview of the history of Buddhism. Our course is going to follow a historical trajectory from the Buddhists of ancient India to the Buddhists who have become such an important life and such an important component in our own neighborhoods here in North America. So this overview of Buddhist history will give you, I think, a clear impression of the ground we will cover together in these lectures. I'd also like to say something about my own approach to the study of Buddhism. I think it's important not just to know the history of Buddhism, but to find some way, if we can, not, this is not always easy, especially when we're talking about people who lived many centuries ago, but if we can, I'd like to find a way to get inside the hearts and the minds somewhere in here, wherever that mind is located in the center of the personality, so that we can understand the people who have made Buddhism such a dynamic component in Asian civilization, and now, of course, are making Buddhism such a dynamic part of the civilization of the rest of the world. Finally, I'd like to comment on some of the things that have made Buddhism such an endless source of fascination for me, and also some of the things that I hope will become fascinating to you as well. So let me begin by talking about the origin and the expansion of Buddhism from its homeland in northern India. Buddhism began in northern India around 500 years BCE. BCE, as we use it, that uh, abbreviation commonly in the study of religion, means before the Common Era or before the Christian Era. The Buddhist tradition gets its name from a man who was known by his followers as the Buddha, or the Awakened One. He was born in a princely family in a region of northern India that now lies in southern Nepal. In those days, of course, it was simply part of the great undifferentiated geographical entity that we speak of now as the Indian subcontinent. I suspect that all of you who are listening to this lecture have an image in your minds already of what a Buddha looks like. I have one sitting right behind me now as I speak. The Buddha often is depicted as sitting very serenely in a state of contemplation. His feet are crossed in front of him uh, in a position that we know as the lotus 
position. I'd love to be able to imitate it to you, but uh, I'm afraid that capacity has gone with many of my old uh, yogic attainments from an earlier life. The Buddha is a very picture of calm and contemplation. That clearly is what a Buddha is. And this is the image of this calm and contemplative human being that has drawn many people to the Buddha for centuries in Asia and here, of course, in our own environment today. This is the one that conveys most explicitly the experience of his awakening. But the Buddha did not always sit in perfect contemplation, of course. After his awakening, he got up from the seat of his enlightenment and taught about his experience to others on the roads of northern India. The major events of his life took place in what we call the Madhya Desha, or the middle region of the Ganges Basin.